Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Wherever you may be in the fantasy world, Starks is here. Welcome to Fantasy Unicorns, where you are actually dynasty-driven podcast, and we're joined by Paul's Podcast Network. Read our new content that's available to fantasyunicorns.wordpress.com. Make sure you subscribe and uh, give us a five-star rating and write a review for, you know, the podcast unicorn listeners that you are and, you know, help us to support it. Uh, with that being said, uh, we are joined also with Kevin and uh, Jay this evening. So I'm going to pass the ball to Jay. All right. Thanks, Docs. Uh Like you said, I'm Jay. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy NBA Layup. Um, just be looking out for my articles. I try to put one out one every week ish. So be looking out for my next one. That'll be a uh, most improved fantasy players. And uh, with that, I'll just pass the ball right to Kevin. Cool. Well, uh, uh, what's up, Internet? Um, you can find me at Kevin So on Twitter. Uh, and I just I don't want to get cheesy here, but, you know, it is it's the night before Thanksgiving. And I wanted to kind of just be thankful for uh, fantasy basketball in general. Yeah. Uh, thankful yeah. to any of you guys out there that have read any of our stuff or interacted with us on Twitter or listened to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, like Stark says, if you can go into iTunes, uh, give us a review, that helps a lot. But either way, we just appreciate you guys being there and, and being a part of this because it's been a lot of fun so far and, and uh, you know, it's want to keep it going. So uh, with that, I will uh, pass it back to Starks. Awesome, man. I just want to ask you, did you bulk up this evening? Uh, going, no, gonna, no. You, my my uh, ankle's a little gimpy, so uh, didn't, uh, don't didn't worry. do too much. Oh, don't worry. I think you bulked up this evening. So we're going to actually jump into it because, Kevin, I'm actually ready to take people on for a ride tonight in the morning or in the afternoon, wherever it may be. So, you know, the recent news that actually happened, um, that's a lot of talk is faults, his shoulder and wrist injury. Um, you know, what kind of stems off before I pass the ball to either one of the unicorns that's joined uh, this evening is that, you know, he's been having the shoulder issue for quite some time now, you know, um, it strings along to the rookie year of him. And, you know, as we know, when he shoots the, his free throw shot, he's doing like a double clutch shot. Um, <laughs> last time I remember someone doing a double clutch shot was back in the days of, uh, you know, Dr. J and, and stuff of that nature with Kareem, the Kareem dream, the, the move that he used to do. So that's really weird. Um, you know, I know he posted on, I think it was either, yeah, it was Twitter that, do you, you guys remember the post was something about God got yeah. me or something like that? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, before the, the shoulder thing popped up, he, he tweeted that. So to me, that gave the impression that, you know, something was already going on. Um, and there's also a rumor that is going on as far as him saying that, you know, he doesn't, he wants to start somewhere else. So, you know, with that being said, I'm really interested to see what the unicorn. So I'm going to pass the, throw the ball up in the air and whoever wants to take that. All right. Uh, yeah, I ju actually just saw the news not long ago that uh, he maybe not necessarily requesting a trade, but he would prefer or wouldn't mind being traded and getting a fresh start somewhere else. So, you know, I whipped out the handy old uh, NBA trade machine and try, and try to come up with a few good ones. But, you know, it, it, it's crazy the amount of great point guards that we have in the NBA today. It seems like almost every team has a starting caliber point guard already. So the, the options were very limited, you know. Obviously, Phoenix and Orlando are the top two that come to mind without a starting caliber point guard, maybe the Knicks. But it, with Fultz, maybe maybe all he does need is a fresh start. But it seems like there's always something going on with him. He just he has, hasn't been that, that number one pick yet, you know. Yeah. 
Maybe he right. needs something. You know, I'll, I'll give the ball to you, Kevin, and see what you Sure. Do. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to first say be careful with Jay and the trade machine because <laughs> everyone ends up on the Pelicans whenever uh, he's at the helm. <laughs> so just keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, he there's something going on. Uh, it's definitely – there's something mental there's also probably something physical happening with his shoulder um so he's just kind of a mess right now and and his value is at an all-time low both in real life and in in fantasy fantasy leagues i mean he's he's not standard league relevant he just you know he 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 looked so amazing in college and it's it's Mm -hmm. crazy to think the that it's turned into this already and you know i don't think he's he's done by any means but at this point, you, who, who's trading for him and what are they giving up? Because they're not Philadelphia is not getting a, a ton of value back yeah. for, for him if they, if they end up trading him. So I don't know what they're going to do. Fantasy owners, either if it's a redraft league and it's not 16, 20, 30 teams deep, you got to just let go. And uh, dynasty leagues, you know, you you got to just have to hold him and, and hope that maybe a change of scenery helps. Maybe he, he gets he has some time to heal up. And, you know, he becomes the player we all thought he was. But it's a tough situation, both obviously for him, but, you know, for fantasy, fantasy GMs that, that have him on their roster. It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to, to kind of deal with because he was coming in, you know, obviously last year and this season with, with a lot of hype still behind him. And, and uh, it might be time to, to move on definitely for, for redrafts. But um, even Dynasty, you know, you might have to see what you can get for him, but probably not enough. So it's going to end up being a hold. And I, I will add one thing, if you don't mind, um, that he did get the injured tag on, I, I believe, all fantasy platforms now. So if, you're, if your league has the uh, IL spot, uh, if it's not being used by somebody of more value, he could be worth a stash there <clears throat> just to see if he gets the trade and gets his value at least somewhat back. But Yeah, that's a good tip. I like that. Yeah, other than that, he's a drop outside of really deep leagues. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you guys, you know, on top of that, uh, and normally I'm the type of coach, I'm I'm all about buying low on a player. Um, but to be honest, in the Dynasty League, I'm scared. Um, I would be a GM, a GM that has him in the Dynasty League, I'd be scared. Yeah. And this is a perfect example as far as about rookies. This is, you know, what me and Kevin kind of preaches about as far as when you go the whole process. You, 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 you get rookies, you hope for that draft pick. He was a number one. So – there's still a chance that a player can be a bust. I'm not saying by any means he's not going to be ever a good NBA player or a fantasy player in, in the sense of that. But right now, how he's looking, I'm scared. And then right now, his value is really down. So with that being said, you know, that that is hard to take in. And then I, I can't even imagine when he has his Thanksgiving and his turkey, he's not going to be a happy camper. <laughs> um, let me run this by you guys. In Dynasty Leagues, would you trade Malcolm Brogdon for him? No, Oof. um, I I would I actually would just to because Mal- Brogdon, you know, with Milwaukee in a sense, I'm not saying Brogdon is actually pretty decent, but just to how how Milwaukee's offenses ran, you got Bledsoe and, and the Greek freak in Middleton, so um, Brogdon is just like a, a fourth wheel there. So yeah. Fultz, you know, Fultz would obviously be a fourth wheel there too in Philadelphia, but at least how I'm seeing it, he still has some type of possible upside, and that's oh definitely. To- that I would try to still hold on to and hope for the best. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I see both sides and, you know, Brogdon's pretty much guaranteed. He'll get you that top 100 value, but there's not a lot of upside, but he's a much safer pick, obviously. 
Uh, so it kind of depends on your team and, and where you're, where you're at right now, but the, the upside potential with faults, obviously, you know, he's, there's a reason why he was picked first overall. And if he ever gets to, you know, to deal with all these issues, you know, he could be a, you know, top 30, top 40 type player down the road. So that's, you know, that's definitely a trade-off. So it's, it's whether you're more conservative or you're willing to kind of take a bet on a guy like that. It's just a name that popped up that I thought might be kind of an interesting take. So yeah, it definitely is a high risk, high reward with Fultz right now. And right, and it, although this is Brogdon's third, only his third year in the NBA, he is he's already twenty five, and he's actually going to be twenty six in December. So uh-huh. uh, he might be one of those guys where we already see what he is. You know? Oh, I think so. I think you're right. I think he is what he is. He, you know, he's going to probably maintain this for a while, but he, I don't think he's ever going to be like a top 50 type player. Right. So if he fits what you might need, then hey, pull the trigger. But if you could if you could stand to just stash faults, then maybe go the other way. I kind of lean on the fence. Right. And, and then last thing about that, I'm going to put my, you know, last two cents on this situation, because honestly, we can probably go faults all night, all day, <laughs> all afternoon. Um but one thing that sticks out to me is just like kind of what Kevin said, you know, he was picked number one for a reason. And, you know, he flat, he had a little bit of flash this preseason, this past preseason where I was able to take someone for a ride, unfortunately, because he looked good. He almost had me believing that he was going to be a top 50 type player this year. And, you know, the hype was so big in the preseason, he was almost going as high as top 20. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, there's still some possible upside. So we're going to actually move right along um, to the next section here. Uh, the Bulls, uh, Larry Marketing and Chris Dunn, you know, they're starting to ramp up their, um, your, you know, their workouts and drills. And hopefully they, they come into Chicago. Chicago has been an interesting team um, before, you know, I actually get into it. I want to throw the ball to Jay with his thoughts on them two players. Yeah. Well, as far as marketing goes, uh, I'm a big believer in marketing, and I think uh, I just can't wait to see what him and and Wendell Carter Jr. are able to do together. I think they're gonna they're gonna build some nice chemistry. They complement each other very well, I believe. And um, uh, with marketing, I actually have him in a couple of my fantasy leagues, and I I just put him on the IL, stashed him obviously because I I just I'm a firm believer that he's gonna he's gonna take a huge step. You know, last year he averaged. About 15 points, uh, seven and a half rebounds. Not, not the greatest with steals and blocks. He averaged 0.6 with steal, 0.6 steals and a 0.6 blocks per game. Um, but uh-huh. he will, he will help your free throw percentage as well. <clears throat> but he, he is one of those guys that packed on a lot of pounds and muscle over the summer. So we, we, we'll see if he can bully ball some people down in the middle. Um, not necessarily that he'll have to with WCJ over there as well. So. I'm kind of excited to see what he'll do. Awesome. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's a good player. He definitely was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I didn't really think he was going to, he had a, actually had a top 70 season his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he has really nice threes. He, he gets solid boards and solid scoring. So yeah. there's definitely room for him on, on your fantasy team um, as a, you know, potential, you know, top 50 ish player. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I see the upside of him going too far beyond that. I don't think he has the diversity in what he brings as far as getting assists or steals or blocks or anything like that. Right. And that'll always kind of handicap him a little bit, but you know, he's, he's definitely a guy that, that can, he could be elite in threes and, and be really good at, at, you know, maybe getting close to 20 points and, and, you know, eight or nine boards. So a player like that is definitely valuable. And I think, 
if you've held on to him so far, you know, you got to be pretty excited that he's, he's starting to, to come back. Awesome. Kevin, let me take the ball and give it right back to you. So Chris, Chris Dunn and Lori marketing, if you had to choose one, which one do you take? Ooh. Well, I mean, it depends on what you need. I, I, I think, um, I think I like Lori a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunn, Dunn is, he's kind of an interesting guy where, he, you know, he, he's, he gets you, he's really good with steals. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's a, a good assist guy too, but he definitely has some holes in his game that, you know, the field goal percentage isn't great. Mm. Um, he doesn't score a lot. Um, so it, it's, there's definitely like, you know, it, it depends on what categories you're looking for, but in a vacuum, I, w- I would probably go marketing. in. I think he has, I think the team believes in him um, mm. and kind of wants to build the team around him a little bit more than Don. I think they see Don as kind of a, a guy that's there, but, you know, there was a lot of talk about um, him not looking great during the summer and, mm. um, you know, the, they probably going to let Zach um, handle the ball a little bit more. Um, So, you know, I think he's kind of starter because they don't have anyone better. That doesn't mean he's a bad guy, but I don't think that the Bulls see him as like their guy for the next five or six years. Like they, they might see marketing. Yeah. Right. Agree. And I mean, like you said, it's just, it's based off preference, but I honestly would take Lori marketing in that sense. Um, and, you know, I keep getting to ask that question in, you know, Twitter and Instagram, you know, hey, they're available in my my, uh, you know, league um, in the free agency, you know, Starks, do I pick them up? Like, yes, you do. But, you know, obviously it depends on the how big the roster in the league is. But, you know, honestly, they shouldn't be available, at least at this time. So go ahead and make that move and get them rostered. Um, so we're going to actually move right along. And Jay's a, a specialist in college. So, you know, we're dynasty driven. So we want to make sure that we reach out to the players that are upcoming, you know, players that could be NBA, obviously relevant, or they could be bust in the dynasty sense. So uh, the player that's up first is Bol Bol. So I'm going to give the ball to the specialist, Jay on this. Yeah, so um, two guys I actually want, uh, would love to talk about are, are very similar players. And like like you said, the first one, Bol Bol, uh, son of the, the legend that is Manute Bol, uh, seven foot two seven foot three depending on what the source that you're looking at uh he's 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 a long guy man but he's got unicorn potential i kind of see his player comparison as uh sort of a chris Tapps porzingis you know he's gonna he's gonna get you the points he's gonna get you the blocks and he's gonna get you the 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 threes and he's unicorn potential you know he's definitely gonna get you some rebounds as well and i just think i'm really high on him i think he can be a Uh, he has top 40 potential as far as fantasy leagues go. And I'm definitely going to try to get him when my dynasty drafts come up. Yeah. Awesome. He's he looked really good so far this season. Um, oh, yeah. I think a little bit better than people, he, you know, he has a name, you know, the, the bowl name obviously draws a lot of mm-hmm. attention, but he's, I think he's exceeded expectations so far. Um, you know, he's looks like a very fluid athlete too. Like, you know, you, you hear about, you know, bowl, Manu Bull's son, who's seven foot two, you know, seven, eight wingspan, and maybe you don't get visions of a guy that, you know, is a, a real athlete, but he's looked pretty um, agile on the court. He actually has some solid ball handling skills, too, for a big man. So I think the Porzingis uh, comparison is actually really good. Um, you know, he obviously has to work on his strength. He, he looks super skinny out there like his dad, but, yep. um, you know, I think his potential, I might even go higher than top 40. I might, I might see him as a top 25, top 30 guy. Yeah. I said, well, I said top 40. I think that, I think that's actually close to his, his floor for me. Top 40, top 50. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I agree. Yeah. 
Awesome. So, uh, the, the other guy who, who was the other guy that you wanted to talk about, Jay, a little bit more? Uh, the other guy would be Sagaba Kanati, who, who's he's kind of an under the radar kind of guy, very similar to uh, to Bol Bol this year. I think he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit because he's not one of these one and done freshmen like Bol Bol is going to end up being. He this is his third year at West Virginia, but he's just another one of those kind of unicorns that that that's going to give you the threes and the blocks. You know, last year he was one of the most fearsome shot blockers in college, if not the most feared one, um, averaging 3.2 last year. Right now he's averaging 2.8 blocks per game. And uh, one, he's, he's actually averaging one three right now. But, you know, in his, uh, in his first game of the year, he made three out of four, I believe. But he's just another one of those guys that's going get to you, get you the threes, get you the blocks, get you the boards. So, if you're, you don't necessarily have to tank for him in your, uh, in your fantasy league, in your dynasty leagues, because he's not going to be flying off the board early like Zion Williamson or like Bull Bull might end up doing. So you don't, you don't necessarily have to feel like you have to tank to get him. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll fall closer to the middle or the end of the first round. Awesome. Yep. And I, go, go, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, no, no. I was saying that, that that's good, I think, for dynasty owners there to have guys like that sort of um, – in the back of their mind, you know, when they're they're doing their drafts because they may not be the, the type of players that are getting all the attention right now. But if you can kind of swoop in and get him maybe even in the second round yeah. um, of a draft, that might be a big steal, obviously. So you mentioned he's, a, a, you know, kind of a similar type player, but he's obviously has a much different body type. Um, oh, he definitely does. He kind of looks like he's sort of built like LeBron, um, that's you know, 6'8", 250. 250, uh, yeah. Yes, I mean, that's a that's – a, football player almost um so you know he obviously uh maybe similar skill set but the six eight is that you think that's going to limit him in the nba because obviously you're getting you're playing against smaller guys not as elite elite athletes in the college game getting those types of blocks but um it'll just be interesting to see how he does in the pros i I don't know what his wingspan is or or what Um, maybe that helps uh, make up some of the difference but um you know a six eight guy coming into the nba might have a harder time obviously than a seven footer uh, to be blocking shots. But you did mention that his weight at 250, so I don't think he's going to get bullied around. I think he's going to be a really good power forward in the NBA, if, if not uh, like a small ball five, like kind of like a Draymond Green type. Cool, cool. Absolutely. So, you know, let me at least spin this to you guys right now. Dynasty startup right now, um, you know, process-driven coaches. Okay. Where would you draft these guys? So, uh Bowl Bowl, I'm looking at him early. You know, you're going to have your Zion Williamson come off the board. Um, mm-hmm. Probably, probably Bowl would probably be around in the top five. Um, Sagaba, maybe maybe a little later, late first round. Uh, but another guy I'll just touch on for just for a second is Nas sure. Reed from LSU. Just keep an eye on him. He was a uh, what was his uh, name? I'm sorry, uh, Nas Reed, N A Z R I E D. Okay. He, he plays for LSU. He had a, actually had an injury in his last game, but and not not unlike these other guys here, um, he has that that three and, and block and rebound potential as well. But he might fall completely out of the first round. So keep an eye on him. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Kevin, you got anything else that you want to say on that? Or Jeff, no, uh, no, this was uh, this Jeff, is good information. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we're going to actually jump into the segment a little bit more NBA wise and. Uh, we just want to actually talk about the Western Conference, you know, moving forward and the current surprises. So uh, the top eight teams, if the playoffs were to start today, you got Portland number one, Memphis two, Golden State three, the Clippers four, 
Um, Thunder five, Denver six, New Orleans seven, Lakers eight. So um, I'll go ahead and jump onto this. Uh, you know, there's a, a few surprises already. You know, Memphis sticks out to me, um, also along with the Clippers. So I'll just t- I'll highlight those two teams, and then you guys can kind of rethink what teams that you want to, or even tag along what I'm saying. So Memphis, it's the Triple J show at this point in time. Um, and just to give you guys a heads up, his last five games. Um, he's been a top 20 player. So it looks like if he keeps starting, he'll be a top 50 player. Um, that's a bold statement that I had made. And I understand, you know, there's a lot of coaches that said, hey, he was already a, a player that I, I was on, and I'm about to go on a rant. <laughs> so there was already players that – or he was already a player that I already projected. Good, That's cool. I'm not saying that you didn't, and I'm not saying – but I, I was the one to at least say he's going to be a top 50 this year quickly. And, you know, I know this is Dennis's guy. He's not here to – you know, unfortunately, back himself up. You know, he is a triple J guy. Um, but moving forward on that, you know, Memphis has been a solid team this year. They eleven and five. You know, you got Gasol. Like, I honestly started feeling like he might start declining, but it's looking like he's still he's still getting it, man. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that's good. I don't know if I can say that they're going to be a team that finishes in the top three. That's hard for me to say that, but they still could make the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, the Clippers, that to me, that's like the – that is the most surprising team to me right now to be in the, in the Western Conference and to be in a playoff picture, even though the playoffs is way down the road. Um, you know, you got your boy Kevin's 5-by-5, uh, five five, the rooster, man. You know, he's having a breakout here until he breaks out a body part, and that's what we're not holding <laughs> to see. Um, yeah, he's it. already hurt, I think. Yeah, he was – he? He was, well, it was an illness, but yeah. – yeah, Okay. So. Yeah, maybe he's hurt and he's just trying to say illness. So, right, and then right. everybody's excited for SGA. That's good. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm glad that for someone to have him. If you have him, you should be excited, especially in Dynasty. So, with that being said, I'm actually going to pass the ball to Kevin on his thoughts on the Western Conference. Well, I was just going to say for the Clippers, I mean, Tobias Harris has been yeah. amazing. You know, I think he's a guy that kind of flew under the radar uh, and definitely was kind of a, a sleeper, not in that the I guess expert fantasy guys everyone kind of knew about him and knew he was going to be this good but I think a lot of the casual fantasy fans didn't really know that he was this good so I'm glad he's getting a chance to 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 show what he can do he declined his option I think so he's a guy that is is playing for his contract right now and you can see it Um, and then also in the Clippers um, Montrez Harrell has been amazing uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's not starting. He's just he's he looks great out there. So yeah. he's another guy. If you got him on your dynasty team, you're you're feeling pretty good because you know I think he had some decent games last year. You know he had had some stretches, but I don't think anyone was really expecting what, no. what he's producing now. So he, that's, a, he that's had, been a he nice had, surprise. He has to be the biggest surprise for at least for me in fantasy and even in the NBA. Jay, okay. did you have anything for the West? Uh, yeah, just real quick. I, I agree that Memphis uh, is a shocker right now, at no, sitting at, at number two in the West. Um, one thing I'll touch on real quick is that everybody kind of penciled the Lakers in as like the third or fourth seed in the West before yeah. the season started because they have LeBron. And I, mm-hmm. I felt like I was on an island saying, wait, well, I mean, let's hold on for a second because <laughs> it's LeBron and who else? You know, you got some promising young guys, but besides that, uh, Lance Stevenson and, and, and Michael Beasley and Rondo. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they fell completely out of the playoffs. You know, this is this is LeBron's year to just kind of relax. He could have went, yeah. went complete opposite way and, and try to get the MVP, but uh, 
I'm I'm gonna say that they they make the playoffs. I don't, as long as LeBron's healthy, I don't see them missing the playoffs. But you know, yeah, I, I see that. I see them making the playoffs. I, I said I wouldn't be shocked if they missed. You know, I, okay, maybe a seventh or eighth seed in, in in a Western Conference that has you, you can make an argument that has 13 teams that could be making the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the fact that Houston and Utah are both outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, is pretty, you know, that's interesting because I, I definitely had those two as sort of in my top four in the West. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I know Donovan Mitchell hasn't really had uh, the best start this year and, and things haven't really come together in Utah like I thought. But I, I think eventually they're out, they're going to work their way in and they'll they'll be, you know, one of they'll probably end up being a top four team, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, actually, some Sacramento is almost, you know, actually a little bit above 500 this year, and yeah. they've been pretty interesting. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but definitely interesting team. But um, so you think you got you guys think Houston? The reason why is Melo gave them that that marshmallow pan over there. Is that what happened, Melo? Yellow? <laughs> and that's why they're that's so bad. And you know, there's actually I'm not going to ever shout out this guy's name, but you know. I told you, man, you're going to drop him in, in the Fantasy Dynasty League. It's just a matter of time, <laughs> you know, and it's going to happen. Um, so I'm moving right along, unless you guys got anything else on that. Uh, yeah, just real quick. I think Utah, yeah. just be watching out for Utah to be making a trade. I think they're, they're going to try to add some offensive firepower to this great defensive squad. Well, John Wall is available, so if they, <laughs> uh, they want to make that happen. Okay, so hey, so quick question on that, Kevin. I mean, how do you feel about Washington? I know we talked about it last episode. So, what do you think is going to happen in Washington now after that big comeback win? You think that win changes things for them, or what? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it, there's obviously issues that go deep. Uh, yeah. It starts at the top. You know, we we have just our general manager Ernie Grunfeld is is so the frustrating best. and is 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 he he needed to have been fired ten years ago, <laughs> and you know he. It just the moves he makes make no sense. And I don't know why he's been given the benefit of the doubt for so long, but it, major changes have to happen. He needs to go. I'm not a, a Scott Brooks fan. I think yeah. he needs to go. Um, most of these guys need a new start. I think, you know, ideally they build around Beal, but I, I think Beal is most likely to be traded of the three just because his contract is sort of reasonable. Um, and he doesn't really have that tag that Wall does now of sort of being – a bad locker room guy, which I don't know how fair that is, but I mean, that's definitely kind of the impressions that, that are going around right now. So, um, you know, I think some moves going to have to happen, um, but I don't really know what, what they're going to end up doing. We'll, we'll have to see. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So moving right along, um, I, this is another a question that I, has been, you know, spun on me a lot on Twitter. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, Hey guys, do, what do I do if, you know, Mitch Robinson and, and, and Bamba, Mo Bamba, so in a dynasty league, they're definitely players that you hold. You know that. Let's just keep that simple and straight. Yeah. Redraft yeah. league purposes, it's a, it's one of those things that's a little tough. Um, I understand. You know, as we had mentioned in several podcast episodes, that Nick's rotation is trash, man. And Fizdale, I don't know what you're doing over there, but you need to get together with these players. You're you're playing you're, you're playing with these heartstrings, and you, at this point, you might as well just play the youngest players and just hope for the best and find somebody. And, um, you know, Bamba, he's just in a, he's stuck in a situation because of, you know, Nikola Vucevic, Kevin's boy. He's been killing it this year. What is he? A, I don't know if he's a top 12 this year, Kev. Uh, not really sure. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's in that range, definitely. He's been looking, you know, absolutely studdish, you know, this year. And let me at least say this. 
Mitch Robinson tonight, because we're, we're going off of games that are being played as we speak right now. He only got 16 minutes right, and the game has ended. He has six blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? He had five blocks within nine minutes, I believe. <laughs> right, right. So 16 minutes, you got six blocks, and what are you doing just having 16 minutes, and you're not starting? It's baffling. It's it's mind-blowing to me. Yep. Start the right players. Get Like Fizdale, I, I honestly felt like he would have done a little bit better than how he came, but it's not looking too well. Um, so what, actually, what are your guys' thoughts on as far as Bamba? And, uh, well, actually, let me say this real quick. Uh, for redraft purposes on them too, if you are um, a wise enough coach and you, you're basically like if it's a 10-man league, I mean, unfortunately, it's, it is droppable. If, but if you drop them, just keep in mind, you run a risk. You got to play that hot hand, you know, card. That's not something I like to do. It's like a Russian roulette type thing where you drop a, a potential player that can send you to the championship and win you a championship because they could be a difference maker. Mitch Robinson is one of those players because of his block potential. Mo Bamba is also a good player that can potentially change. But the way I would say for me, um, Mitch Robinson's upside might be just a for this year. It may be better just because of Bamba's situation. With, uh, Vucevic looking, is looking like he may just stay there regardless of what the rumors are at. So I'm going to pass the ball to Jay on his assumption on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Just to say real quick, the the Knicks and the Magic both only have nine games when it, when it comes to uh, weeks twenty two to twenty four, the fantasy playoff um, weeks. So that's something to keep in mind. They're they're they only they're only playing nine games apiece, which is which is the least amount for any team, you know. Um, but Mo Bamba is in a tough situation, man. I think they're both really tough, grinding your teeth kind of holds for me right now. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I was thinking the Magic might trade Bucevic this year just to try to tank a little harder. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe down the road when they're when they're not competing anymore, they'll trade Vooch and Bamba will get the minutes because the uh, the coach has made clear that he doesn't like to play Bamba and <clears throat> Vooch together. So right. Bamba's suffering because of that. But I just want to holler out some per 36 minutes uh, stats real quick. Bamba's awesome. averaging per 36. He's averaging 13.7 points, 9.6 boards, and 2.9 blocks uh, on over five, over 50% shooting. Um, and then Mitchell Robinson, while not getting quite as many points as Mo Bamba, um, his per 36-minute averages are 9.9 points, uh, 8.8. Eight board, eight point three board. Sorry, and three point five block. I mean, wow. these young guys go get it. They go get the ball when it's in the air. You know, we we all yeah. know these young centers. They like to get their blocks, and it's just so valuable. I just wish they'd get more minutes. Yeah, I agree. I I, I definitely agree. Uh, Kevin, you're a, a, uh... yeah. I mean, you you guys really you know broke it down pretty well. I I, I like both guys. Um, I, I drafted um, Mitchell. Um, in, in one league, in one dynasty league, have him. But overall, I think Bamba probably has the higher ceiling career-wise, like if you're looking five, six years down the road. But if you're just looking for blocks, I mean, I don't think there's anyone kind of hotter to get right now than Mitchell Robinson to, to get on your on your, your dynasty league. As far as um, redraft leagues, I, I agree. I mean, they're, they're kind of borderline standard league at this point. You know, they uh, – Mitchell Robinson can at least get you um, some usable blocks most games. 
but um, just the minutes aren't there for for Bamba to really do anything. And you're waiting on a trade, you know, that's not really going to that's probably not going to be right. uh, helping you out too much right now. So, um, you know, Bamba, I definitely would probably just move on from in most standard leagues. Uh, if there's if there's someone better, I mean, it kind of depends on how deep your league goes yeah. and all that. Uh, you don't want to just drop a guy just to drop him. But, um, you know, I think he, he his rookie season is not going to put up. He's not going to put up as good stats as as Robinson will. So, yeah, real quick. I, I agree on Bamba's uh, that Bamba has the the higher upside down the road for the for their career that mm-hmm. quite higher than Mitchell Robinson. But I also agree that this year. Mitchell Robinson's just going – he has the clear path to minutes for now. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, with that being said, this will kind of help people too. So, Kevin, do you you have Mitch Robinson in a lot of leagues, you, um, especially in the redraft. Did you drop him or you still have him right now in a redraft For Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Oh, in the redraft league? Um, I still have him, but I think it's just because I haven't really found a better replacement for him yet. So okay. – and actually, I just saw this come in on Twitter. Um, someone actually, uh, you know, we're not doing a, a Q&A, but I'll, we'll try to maybe answer it here that someone is asking. Uh, they mentioned cool. Monster Blocks. This is from Bacardi B on Twitter. Um, <laughs> another mo- another Monster Blocks game for Robinson with six. Would you rather have him or Isaac rest of the season? Uh, all your boy. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know what you guys think. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm just going to oh, – I'm just going to assume – because I'll be honest, I'm not a, a Jonathan Isaac Newton coach. That's Kevin's <laughs> guy. Um, but I'll say this. For this year, I still believe at some point John, Jonathan Isaac will figure it out to be good enough, and I would probably rather have him because of Fisdale. I'm not messing with his minutes. Yeah. What about you, Jay? What uh, do you think? I, I agree. I, I think I'd rather have Jonathan Isaac and just, <clears throat> just hope and pray that he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm leaning that way too. So I just I, I just saw it pop on my phone, so I figured out it would it was relevant. Okay, cool. All right, so you know, with this being Thanksgiving, because we're going to start closing things up here. Um, you know, I like to bring this segment in something fresh and new. You know, kind of letting our hair down a little bit per se, just because you know, fantasy. We want to you know have fun and be competitive, but we also want to um, take take heed at what actually happens in you know the unicorns locker room. Um, and that goes that can branch off to a lot of things. So, you know, as we know, locker room teams, you know, before a game, they get pumped up before the game. Um, they have certain pregame routines, secrets, plays they go over, and even drama happens, etc. Right? So with that wizards. being said, yeah, wizards. So, right, <laughs> that's, that's a perfect example. Um, and then you got Golden State. Yep. So you know, there's a, a little rumor going around that uh, you know a little bit of beef going around in the unicorn locker room. So you know, Kevin, do you want you want to say something? <laughs> no, nah, I, I got I got nothing but love for the unicorns. Um, you know, nothing but love and respect. So I, I'm not sure who's thinking that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's getting that idea. You know, it's, it's nothing like you know when you have someone talking about a, a big man in in uh, Indiana. You know, I know Sabonis is supposed to be the best big man there. Is that, that's what you said, right? <laughs> I believe I said arguably the best big man. I just I couldn't remember the other guy's name. He, oh, you, he, he, okay. he like he hasn't been putting up any stats, so I was trying to remember. Kyle exactly. Okay, so all right, cool. So that way, you know, just to be clarified, go ahead and just say his name. It's okay, man. What, I, what's his name? What's the big name? Kyle O'Quinn. Kyle O'Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I believe you were you were referring to Miles Turner. 
All right, cool. So, you know, you, you're going to have a new name, you know, moving forward for me. Um, you know, we had talked about in the last episode about a player that was uh, dropped a few years ago. And, you know, I know you kind of danced around it, and, and a lot of people need to understand who you, who you dropped. And, uh, you know, that could have branched off of the, the, our, you know, our podcast being called the Fantasy Unicorn. So he was the original unicorn that was dropped that was a potential rookie of the year player. So who was that player you dropped? <laughs> that was Porzingis in the, okay. in the summer. Okay, oh. so you just okay. So oh. you know, let me, let me the ask the whole story no. is that I, I drafted <laughs> him in in the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, he had he had a good summer league. If ever, if if anyone remembers back then, yeah, yeah, he, uh-huh. he had a very promising summer league. Uh-huh. I drafted him in a, in a redraft league uh, uh-huh. with Starks. Yeah, <laughs> and before the season started, uh, I dropped uh-huh. him. I dropped him for probably some garbage player. So uh-huh. that's, that's you, what happened. You, you had the vision, you just didn't have the patience. You know, he did have a- right. I know, I did. He, I did. I I knew. Uh-huh. I, I had a feeling it was going to be good, but you know, I was kind of like, eh, rookie. Like, do I want to deal with this in my in a redraft league? Uh-huh. And I saw a guy that had a kind of a defined role, and I was just like, uh-huh. all right, I'm just going to make that move. Well, and uh-huh. obviously, it didn't work out. And and your and your it happens. In your defense, I guess he was predicted to to not produce anything until like two or three years down the road, but. He did have a very powerful summer league, and then unfortunately, yeah, right. unfortunately for you, he also had a very great rookie year as well. Cool, cool. So I'm going to steal the ball from you, Jay, because I know you're trying to side with him. And you know, no, no, I'm not siding with anybody. No, you, you are. Hey, man, it's cool. <laughs> you, you know, you got to keep the plane simple. But let me, let me come back to you, Kevin, on this. Uh, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, you got you're going to have probably a different name change moving <laughs> forward. I mean, let me at least ask you this. You know. We're, we're we're experts. We're analysts. We do make mistakes. I think, right? It's true. I make them all okay. the time. Okay. So you know, with that being said, you know, oh yeah, that's the question I was going to ask you. Did that you know fantasy unicorns? Did it stem off of that name from him, or how did we come up with that? Is it because you dropped him, or? <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't because I dropped him. I just thought it was kind of a, a interesting name to to go with. Okay. Okay. So your interesting name now is you're like the unicorn bomber. So I'm gonna call you the unibomber because you dropped those type of players now. So if you're in a, a league with Kevin and you see a Unabomber, he drops one of those players, be on the lookout because he could be a unicorn. I guess he likes to give those gifts. So kind of moving right along here. I like the Unabomber. I like it. So I think that's a good name. You know, that's good for you, Kevin. Uh, I'm not really feeling it, but, you know. You're not really feeling it? No, but it's. I mean, someone, someone that murdered people and probably not really someone I want to be. Uh, that's true. With, that's true. Yeah. But no, it's to be honest, you know, with the you know the listeners, it's it's all fun and games with us. So you know, it's it's never one of those things that we actually have beef. But one thing I want to mention also with the you know the uh, the locker room with the unicorns is that you know leagues that we're in, we're really competitive in. Um, if you're in a league that is competitive, you know, be be competitive with the coaches. You know, there's going to be times that. Um, that you're going to may not you're going to have agree agreements and disagreements with, with coaches in the league and gyms, but just keep in mind that's going to be unfortunately it's going to be like that sometimes. It's not always going to be a perfect league. Being a commissioner is not easy to be you know in a league. So if you are in a league with a commissioner that's doing his best, you got to give him some credit. But you know obviously if they're doing some under shady stuff, that's that's a whole different story. Um, so that's just one of the segments that we touch on and. Um, I want to at least, you know, tell you guys as well that um, because we're wrapping things up and I know, uh, you know, there's still games going along. So we're going to take a clutch shot and I'm actually going to let uh, Kevin 
Actually, I'll give Jay the, the opportunity to clutch it up tonight for his first shot. Oh, thanks. Uh, I, my clutch shot tonight is going to be, uh, I think, uh, Anthony Davis had the first five-by-five five of the season. I believe it was the first one. Uh, he only had 12 points, but he had put up 16 rebounds, six assists, five steals, and five blocks. And unfortunately, they lost because he missed the last free throw. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Kevin, do you want to take a clutch shot tonight? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Uh, he had a triple-double tonight against Atlanta. I mean, I guess it's maybe handicapped a little bit because it's against Atlanta, but still 21 <laughs> points, 12 rebounds, 17 assists. You know, fantasy uh, GMs love to see that kind of stuff. Uh, and he, he's been really good so far this season. Um, you know, he's I think he's meshed well with Kawhi. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's my clutch. Yeah, and I was actually asked, so, you know, I'll pat myself on the back on this clutch shot because, you know, a, a GM had asked me, a question, you know, hey, should I start Vonley, Jalen Brown, or uh, who's the other guy? Someone else. And I said, just go with Vonley. He was like, well, you know, Boston, you know, the defense. I, I get it, it's Boston, but Vonley had a good game. He um, had 16 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, three blocks. Efficient, six or nine. And then lastly, on top of that game, it's funny that I'm talking about the Knicks being relevant with the messed up rotations in minutes. Um, Trey Burke. And actually, I picked him up a few days ago just to stream him. Um, he had 29 points, six rebounds, 11 assists. Nice. Two steals, and he shot 11 for 20 with four three-pointers. So one thing that we want to mention, that's something um, that, you know, Mike is a specialist in. He is a, a streaming specialist. So I would say that, you know, looking at his, um, his, uh, his format, I utilize that. You know, we're unicorns, so not just because – I think I might be good at something. We all need each other. You know, we, we specialize in different areas. You know, Kevin is a stat filler. He does it all. He doesn't have any weaknesses. You know, you got Jay here. His articles is amazing. And, and his, his, analy- his analytical skills is really good, as well as he's bringing the college heat. Um, you know, with that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin to kind of wrap things up here. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I just want to, again, thank everyone for, for listening and for uh, – reading our stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks again to, to all the unicorns, you know, Starks is doing an awesome job on, on social media and Twitter, killing on the podcast, obviously. So we have a really strong team. We got Jesse, uh, that was doing a ton of DFS stuff, which, uh, was real popular. People were really loving that. Uh, and then we got the wild card Dennis who, who yeah. you never know when he's going to hop into a podcast and just start messing things up. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he's obviously a really fun guy to have around too. So, we have, we have a really great team here, and I'm just thankful for everybody and, and uh, for anyone that has uh, helped us out at all, the Razzball guys, um, any of the, the other blogs and, and sites, um, the Pulse Podcast Network, all those guys. I don't know why I'm just running down a list to everybody. That's all good, man. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, no, either way, I'm just very thankful to be doing this. It's been a lot of fun, and um, I'll pass it over to Jay. Yeah, thanks. I, I just want to say thank you to my fellow unicorns as well. It, it's the season of – of giving thanks and I hope all of our listeners and readers and followers have a great Thanksgiving and uh, keep an eye on Aaron holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's nice rapper. That's your boy. You know, um, (laughs) also I know it seems like a mushy fest right now, but I mean, I'm going to go ahead and join the mushy fest thing. A situation right now is going on. You know, I'm also thankful for, um, you know, Kevin starting this and, you know, and, 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 having a, t- a great staff around us, you know, with the unicorn. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you can actually reach me 
uh, my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. And also you can find me on Instagram at fantasy unicorns underscore Starks. Again, as I tell you guys, ask us questions on Twitter. You know, we're going to do the best we can to get to, you know, the answers to you as soon as possible. You don't have to just ask me. You can ask all the unicorns, you know, they can help you assist you in any way. Um, Just make sure that you continue to, you know, read the beautiful articles that we're putting out just about daily at fantasy, um, fantasy unicorns.wordpress.com along with, um, what was I going to say? Okay. Yeah. Along with, you know, just subscribe to the podcast, you know, write a review, a quick review, give us a five-star rating, you know, the more you help us out, the more we'll be able to grow to help you guys out. You know, we'll be able to put more content out there, more podcasts for, you you know, episodes and it's just questions in general. So, you know, with that being said, lastly on, you know, Dennis and Jesse, just like what Kevin was already saying, um, Jesse is a DFS specialist and he nails it. And like I said before, I'm not a person that does DFS, just, you know, just my fake base. I don't, you know, gamble, but I'm not necessarily knocking it, but he's, he's a killer at it. And um, in a good way of people. <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, Dennis is like, you know, Kevin says he's a wild card. Um, he, he brings a lot of spice to us and he, he definitely helps when he can. That dude is super busy and I know he wants to contribute. And, um, you know, with that being said, uh, I'll pass the, the ball to Kevin to take us home. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. All right, guys. Take a ride.